Okay, hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Halal Cartels. It's us, the Children of Light, and uh, it's me, Gabe Pacheco, <laughs> in the house, my main man, chilling. <laughs> yeah, and uh, by the way, we've got we've got a special guest. Uh, we've got here from a, one of our favorite podcasts, a that child I, of darkness, <laughs> a child. But don't worry, we're taking good care of her. We're feeding her hummus and cucumbers. <laughs> and I have my own doctor. <laughs> oh my god! So uh, joining us today, a uh, very special guest from the Why You Mad podcast, the one and only Luisa Diaz. Hello, hello, cartels. So happy to be here. Thank yeah, you for having me. I'm always excited. a pleasure. Yeah, it's it's uh I mean we needed we need so much is going on in the world right now that we've we felt like we needed to bring a third mic on board. I appreciate it. I've had um I certainly have been um overflowing with things to be said. <laughs> <laughs> and I do feel like this is a really good um if not crossover, then I'm happy to be your comedy correspondent. I won't go so far as to call myself a political correspondent because I think you're both um much more intelligent and knowledgeable about history and uh especially like war stuff and war groups <laughs> oh, sure. yeah, that's like, very kind of you thank no you. i really do think so and um but you know obviously i think uh my background is in anthropology and i have watched comedy for more than a decade and so i'm like really losing my shit over here <laughs> about <laughs> specifically which seems so stupid to say in the in the midst of a genocide that i'm really pissed off at comedians <laughs> but Damn. yeah holy shit but um you know so much of what happened in previous genocides we read in history and we're like how could that have happened and now we're like fucking seeing how it could happen, dude. In real time. In yeah, real so time. you're saying all the Reichs have had uh people writing punchlines for them. Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, well, this feels like a second big schism in comedy, yeah. uh, specifically thinking about like after 2016 and uh, the even before that, but like the drift to the alt right uh, mm -hmm. for for some of our brethren, and uh, you know talking our to lost brethren. <laughs> yeah, well, talking to laymen about it, and they're like, "How's comedy going?" And I'm like, "You wouldn't even believe it. There's a bunch of alt right Nazis in the scene now," and they're like, "What? Like yeah. no one, no one outside of like this it's brother against brother out here." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and now we're seeing, like, you know, uh, I'd say a similar thing on social media, but then also reconfigurations and new alliances. Totally. So there's there's shifting alliances. It feels a little yeah. Game of Thrones out here. Absolutely. It's crazy that there was like, OK, so let's start with the most crazy shifting alliance uh, <laughs> throne of the what is it, eight kingdoms or whatever, maybe. <laughs> but like Dave Chappelle. Let's start there. Wow. Uh, it, yeah. So tell me. Well, shit. I mean, you brought it up, Louisa, but I mean, you know, he is persona non grata in a lot of places. And like, let's be honest, like, I just didn't understand the trans war and was like, wow. you know what I mean? Like, I have people in my life that are, I'm, are so close to me, like, uh, that are trans who I'm on a daily basis interact with. And, um, I, literally was like what the fuck yeah. you know and other shit about dave was like i thought he sometimes was being lazy or not really Absolutely. showing yeah, yeah. the same love and i think they were all intertwined and stuff yeah. and i didn't think he liked the criticism instead of being constructive about it i think he came back with like some very acerbic shit yeah. and then became like sort of obsessed with it 
I wanted to find see a day when he redeems himself for that. Yeah. And I hope he does in some in some capacity. I don't think that this is his redemption. Not at all. No, <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah. That's what I'm glad you said yeah. that. He because has not he has not redeemed what, himself. What is interesting is, you know, uh, even if you take Chappelle and comedy out of it, there have been Zionists uh, these last few weeks who have been pushing this idea of like how can queer people and progressive people be behind Palestinians? Palestinians 100%. aren't pro-gay people. You know, they would kill you for being gay or some shit yeah. like that. If and they then, dropped you off. In, yeah. If, if you got dropped off in a mesh tank top in the middle of Gaza, yeah. they'd chop you into pieces. Exactly. And how do they know that, though? Because I have, and this this literally was said to me and Amanda, we went yeah. to go to Lama Inn to eat on Saturday night. Our uh, server was yeah. literally brought this up to us when I was just trying to have a chill fucking night out. And she said oh, the most demanding <laughs> shit like, to oh, me. Hell. She said no. the most racist, psycho shit yeah. to me. And I was so fucking miserable. Yeah. She goes like, I love your hat. And I was wearing a kufi from um, Morocco. Yeah. And she goes, oh, it's from Morocco? That's cool. I've heard great things. And then she goes. But did you feel safe there? And I go, Oh God. Yeah, I did. And I'm like stupid <laughs> and high. And I literally just yeah. go, yeah, there was just one weird incident where someone like yelled at me and my wife because my wife wasn't covered up and we we're near a mosque. And, and then she we goes, were like, we'll cover up. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> no, and you know what she said? She goes, yeah. exactly. What? And I go, what do you mean exactly? And she goes, yeah, it's like these people are protesting Literally. Yeah. I'm talking about Morocco, yeah. not fucking Palestine. Yeah. She goes, These people are protesting and I'm like No segways. These people no <laughs> segways goes. Yeah. Um and I'm like a, why are you protesting when you go to these countries? Is yeah. Morocco fucking Palestine? No. When you go to these countries, that you have no rights. Women have no rights. Gay people have no rights. Why would you ever protest on their behalf? And I literally went into fucking Dude, well, you know, panic mode. The and- <laughs> only answer to that is like, um, well, part of the reason that these people say things like that is is capitalism is a worm in your brain that one of the things that has taught everybody is that all in human interactions are transactional. Yeah. And so they cannot fathom the idea that you can be behind the justice of like children should not be murdered if you don't get anything back from that. If those people wouldn't also fight for you. Quid if those people quo. don't give you money back. If there's not going to be profits or jobs created out of this. And it's like... What are you fucking talking about? <laughs> yeah, what happened to ethics? Yeah. What happened to downright yeah. good old ethics? Yeah. And also, uh, I, all I said was this. I was like, look, um, I mean, fuck, look at me. And this woman is saying this to me as uh, she's like so <laughs> she's like, comfortable you know, us, being you know, like, us all white of people, us believe this. It's difficult for us out there, right? Yeah, Samir? I'm like right, so Samir? fucking <laughs> literally. I was so angry. And my blood just went like all over my body, like hot as fuck. And I was like... Yeah, no, actually, um, because I knew it was like dog whistle, like baiting me into psychotic conversation. (laughs) So I just go, yeah, that's really fucking weird. Um, You know, because I have a lot of queer Arab friends and they would be really disappointed to hear that from someone in the free world who literally I go. So they're queer and they're Arab. They should be bombed to death. Mm -hmm. And then she's 
stupid enough to continue this conversation. And then she goes, I don't know. I just like went to both protests, right? Like I went to like a pro Palestine <laughs> one and I went to a pro Israel one. And it's like a Pepsi commercial view. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she, and I she goes, both sides of Pepsi. Of course I, I knew she was like full of shit because she had an agenda. And then she goes like, I mean, like I'm Jewish and I do not feel safe right now. And I go, oh, my God, yeah, I totally understand. No, she didn't say I'm Jewish yet. She goes, uh, she goes, after, like, all of this stuff in the Middle East, I don't feel safe right now. And she had yet to say that. And I just go, yeah, I don't either, you know, because in my sister's community, a six-year-old was stabbed to death 26 times. Then she looks at me and Amanda and goes, oh, that kid was, like, Muslim, right? This sounds like I'm making it up, yeah. but Amanda was there, yeah. and she was just, like, hitting me under the table, being like, what the fuck, you Stopping know? Aging. And Stopping I just aging. go, yeah, he was. And then abort, she goes, abort, abort. Abort. She goes yeah. I'm Jewish, and there are people chanting death to Jews at protests. What? Yeah, exactly. Where? But that's a new, that's exactly. Yeah. And that's the new... Um, thing that's happening right now is well. Look before we jump to um, the Amy Schumer's of the world. <laughs> right. Yeah. Let's go back to the Dave Chappelle's of the world. Yeah, please. Okay, go back. because this is what's weird to me about those people like that that are trying to make this point to you about how like Arabs of whatever country or Muslims are not progressive. They wouldn't be on the side of gay people. All this stuff. So this week they think that they're dunking by being like, look, of course Dave Chappelle is pro-Palestine. He's anti-trans, so he's on the wrong side. So they think it's like proof that being pro-Palestine is wrong. When in reality, if you have the ability to like have nuance and critical thought, <laughs> right. what I think this actually shows us is that this is probably what will get me canceled, <laughs> but... Um, the Israel-Palestine issue is much more clear-cut than the trans issue. That's what Dave Chappelle's stance shows us. Because there is literally decades of documentation from humans, human rights activists, historians, freedom fighters, sociologists, anthropologists, fucking all the people in the world who have studied apartheid. Every apartheid. facet yeah. of and civilized society. Everything about Palestine and Israel. And if you're on the wrong side of this, I'm sorry, but it is only because the propaganda has kept you from educating yourself to be on the right side. Whereas the trans issue, it's not to say that to me it is not clear cut. It is to say that for most Americans... The trans issue, let's just call it that, right? People that are trans, they're not an issue. Um, yeah. It affects more people directly or hits them closer to home is the way to put it, where if most of the men in America are walking around with fragile masculinity that leads them to do things like shoot up fucking malls and shit, then of course the women that they are with or not with also contributes to how they see their masculinity in the world. It makes them more likely to be volatile if that masculinity is questioned by themselves or by someone else. If they're attracted to the wrong type of woman, quote, then they fucking spiral and become violent. Our entire patriarchal machine has taught men to be a certain way and women that we're supposed to be a certain way. So that's why we've got those fucking turfs, right? The asshole women who are out here being like real women have ovaries or whatever the fuck they say. Um, I think it's much more difficult to expect an old guy like Dave Chappelle <laughs> and old people in general 
to understand breaking the patriarchy duality. Yeah, 100%. Than it is to understand colonialism and it, oppression and genocide. And I think that's fucking masterpiece, what you said, because it's completely true to me. And yeah. this is what I'm realizing right now. I keep seeing people cheerlead a genocide mm-hmm. and do everything they can as though they are paid PR for a fucking corporation mm-hmm. trying to sell me in on it's okay. Have you heard it, of PEPs? What's that? What's That's Peps? progressive ex- except, except for pe- Palestine. Palestine. What? Yep. Makes me, yes. It's, it's called, like Turks. I almost puked in my mouth a little bit. Peps. Yeah. So I saw this. Uh, not, so not progressive. Yeah. It's a real thing. That's a real yeah. thing. And they yeah. call themselves that. But they really are centrists, really, is what that means. But real talk, how's this? Yeah. What you just said flipped to the other side of the coin. Mm-hmm. And I'm beginning to talk to people who are hardcore Zionists, and they go, uh, ever since I can remember, my parents have imbued this idea in me, and they have pulled the levers of like, yo, um, if we, if anyone ever questions Israel, it's because they're trying to get rid of Israel to get rid of us worldwide. And so, what? No matter what Israel yeah. does, you need to back Israel, yeah. and you need to just go down with the ship. Like yeah. just fucking. It's just no as much what. indoctrination as like this is what being a real man is it's like. It's the same and shit. And women don't behave like that if they really want to be treated like ladies. Literally. So like <laughs> I keep seeing people post the most inhuman, yeah. psychotic shit. Okay. Like before totally. y'all came over, I saw the new. I I purposely keep the people who are pumping the propaganda out on my feed. And I, I just look at what they're drinking, the Kool-Aid yeah. they're drinking. It's getting more and more desperate and more and more, like, homicidal. And they don't totally. see it. They're turning the volume up so hard. They're like, fuck them, they're rats. Like, they're getting to that point. Well, and, and they're um, the ones unfollowing us and yeah, blocking us. They can't us. stand it. And there's, like, reportedly now lists in Hollywood. You know, I hate to say it like that because it sounds like a stereotype or whatever. But, like, you know, for actors and producers and comedians. No, there's blacklists. Yeah, blacklist. There's um I think in there's, tech, there's one. Two different agents. Um the head of comedy at C no hey, at yeah. UA at uh-huh. United Agents. Yeah. She pro she posted some pro Palestine things. So then a writer that is represented by UA went on Twitter and like accused her of being like anti Semitic, Semitic yeah. and anti Israel and mm. and like celebrating the deaths of October 7th and whatever. So she fucking had to step down. Not And you know what? I hate that they've put me on the side of defending agents. I really am. <laughs> <laughs> so, I know, like, my, like <laughs> yeah. Tom Cruise's agent got yeah. forced to step down. Yeah. The most, one of the most powerful people in Hollywood yeah. has Tom Cruise as, an, uh, as a client. And Absolutely. the agents who want to part ways with fucking Tom fucking Cruise. Yeah. Because she's still Tom Cruise's yeah. agent. Exactly. So, and so I'm like, yeah, fuck you. Eat shit also. But why? And it's like every facet of uh, life now is being pressured by this massive machine that why would you need to mobilize an enormous machine if you are so righteous? If what you're doing is so fucking good, it speaks for itself. What a fucking great contribution to society you're making. You need to sanction people for speaking out about it. Like, people are not seeing the most obvious thing. Like, why are people getting punished for saying, I don't believe in violence? I don't believe in fucking violence at all in any facet. So I'm going to go to fucking, I don't get to work anymore. Like, Mm -hmm. that's interesting. Sure. 
I just I just think about who the the people that slide in my DMs with. Uh, I'll just post. Um, here's here's uh, seven thousand more children in Palestine that died, and then they'll send me a DM with no words, but it's a video of uh, a white presenting um, redheaded girl at Columbia saying she doesn't feel safe on campus, and oh she's God. like, "I'm gonna I'm not gonna spend seventy thousand dollars a year to go here because I don't feel safe." Oh, that's a new thing, by the way. So and so it's like, well, I look at this person and I'm like, New York is the safest city in the world, yeah. probably at least in the country. Yeah, we have a ten billion dollar NYPD budget. Don't worry, and you're, you're here to keep you safe. A super affluent person. You're only in danger from the cops. And and it's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, exactly. You're, you're like, uh, just don't be around the cops, and you're good. But uh, but just sort of like the cognitive dissonance where you you where there's a. You talk about um, Israel, perhaps uh, the IDF, rather, um, gassing the tunnels in yeah. Gaza, yeah. which would kill all the hostages there who are mm -hmm. currently getting fed cucumber sandwiches by Hamas. Yeah. And, and they have their own doctors. <laughs> they, yeah, sorry, we don't have health care in America. So like, everyone above ground has a doctor. <laughs> everyone above ground is literally getting yeah. liquidated yeah. and they're treating the hostages with like, like doctors and cucumber sandwiches. Yeah. They're giving them this is like, I'm like, I'm, well, it's like have, has nobody ever watched a movie? Like, what do you think the hostages are they are supposed to be like uh what is the fucking word uh leverage meaning like we need them to be alive and okay for the, us to have leverage the people who kidnap people have no interest in killing the, the person people. they kidnapped yeah it's only the methods of the supposed rescuers <laughs> that force you to kill your fucking captain. well there's yeah <laughs> so there's stories too of i um, mean they're gonna kill them all and then they're gonna not blame to be too cartels about it hey, but. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if i'm a betting man i literally believe they're gonna kill them all suppose yeah. and then they're gonna fucking blame hamas and be like sucks hamas use them as human shields that's why they're starving and depriving children of water and NICU babies of electricity because Hamas did this. And yeah. Like, you know so, what I you mean? know, you show pictures of like uh, kids dying or you talk about that happening. And then someone in the U.S. will be in my DMs and say, I don't feel safe because I saw a swastika at a, at a dive bar in the bathroom stall that was filled with shit. Exactly. Like, because I we've saw been one. To, and it's like, well, we've like you've been to protest here. Right. <laughs> did you see a single thing that didn't say free Palestine? No, not yeah. at all. <laughs> and this is the fucking scam, right? of the week right now scam de jour well you know what i think here's the thing so you know how they'll be like some zionists will say well a lot of zionists say that um the slogan from the river to the sea palestine will be free yes. is a reference to wanting to annihilate jewish people yeah this is exterminate and israel yeah. yeah and the thing is I'm not, I don't claim to speak for Palestinians, but I know that when I yell from the river to the sea, what I mean is, yeah, Israel should not exist, which does not mean Jewish people should not exist. It means that the way that that state was created was illegal and it should not continue to exist. And therefore, the country of Palestine should be reinstated to what it was in 1948. And there were... There <laughs> so were... it is a, a abolish Israel question. And by it means. ACAB also means Israel. And there were, there were uh, people in Palestine that were of the Jewish faith. Yeah. And, and, it, and, and Islamic. Uh, that mm -hmm. And that faith too. And Christians. All, and Christian. and especially Christians. Yeah? Like, yeah. If you look at the numbers, if you look at the hard facts on numbers, yeah, like... Everyone lives in not, no longer factual worlds. Yes. And they go like, I'm an associate professor at Gudger College now because, like, I'm going to come at you with a nonsensical diatribe that's not true. 
Like, let's stick to real fucking simple facts. Like, Kath Barbadaro actually mentioned this today. I really liked it. She was like, you know what? Re- just read. And don't and do not read like propaganda or anything. Read real sh- things that existed, and you will see that this is not complicated or anything. This is very simple. Yeah, this is wrong, and everyone deserves their fucking freedom. But the thing I think is interesting is um how everyone now is trying to contort words from protest to mean death to the Jews, and it's pouty fucking like bitch shit to me because it's like you don't agree with me you're saying you want to annihilate like all my people and you're like no i'm with your people i'm with jewish yeah, voice no, well, i mean i for base i definitely want to hear what you were gonna say gabe but i just Sorry. wanted to say like uh to me this whole like what both of you had said have said so far um you've both used the same phrase that you've heard from other people which is i just feel unsafe and it is such a Western white lady privileged first world view to be like equating feeling unsafe with your entire family being annihilated by bombs for yeah. two weeks straight or 75 years straight. <laughs> you know, like how do you even have the lack the shame to have those words come out of your mouth, which is not to deny that everybody can be feeling anxiety mourning so many losses of so many people, our own complicit involvement in it, so many things to have bad feelings about. Yep. But don't ever act like those feelings are more impactful to anyone anywhere than fucking children being murdered. So like when uh in Mexico like when um there have been multiple shootings uh at like strip malls around the southwest where like uh white guys with AR uh, assault rifles go and they just like mow down a bunch of civilians, uh, American citizens and immigrants because they think, oh, they're Latino or they're Mexican. They're the people who are coming over the border. And when that happens, I feel sad. I feel outraged. I feel. But at the same time, as a Latin Latinx Chicano in New York City, I, n- I don't feel unsafe as though all of my people are going to get wiped out. I'm outraged at this act of terror and hate. I'm actually you know? pretty hyper aware of the fact that I am sitting safely within the Imperial Corps <laughs> right. that does the most damage to everyone outside of it. Yeah. And that's what's so interesting because what they leverage when they say um, it isn't safe is legitimately leveraging. So Norman Finkelstein talks about this, but they are talking about the Holocaust. They are um, Talking about how the historical reason for them to feel unsafe is rising mobs of anti-Semites. Yeah. So what they're trying to do right now is a gambit. This is literally part of a playbook that's being disseminated worldwide. I sound like a conspiracist. <laughs> yeah. But I swear to God, I can prove this tangibly. Yeah. Um there are people that I know who disseminate this information. It's all like memes and shit. And it's all very much uh the same memes. And they're all basically saying, here's what's happening. All these student movements, they're trying to discredit. Okay, so let's yeah. just talk about, about strategy. Uh, the United States and Israel, complicit in this genocide, are now harmonious in their strategy. They're, dis- they're trying to obscure from view on social media 
actively by leveraging Instagram and their backdoor access to it to shut down people's profiles who are some of the only living journalists right now. Not to be an interrupting dick, but did you guys see um, the translation feature Instagram thing? Yeah, it's happening. Terrorist. Yeah. Did you see that again? Mm -mm. So basically, um, you know, on your bio, you can put your bio in any language. And if it's in a different language than whatever you view your Instagram in, it has translate bio at the bottom. Um, So obviously, people whose native language is Arabic put their fucking profiles in Arabic. And a lot of them had in common an Arabic phrase that I, from what I recall, translates to like in in God we rest, in God we trust, something like that. Mm -hmm. But Allah, obviously. And then they would often have it followed by the Palestinian flag. Right. And I wish I remembered the exact translation because it's just something like... It's like Bismillah or something. Yeah, exactly. In the name of God, something like that. Sure. And when you click translate bio, it would translate it into terrorist. Wow. Yes, it's real. Straight up the real word, just terrorist, followed by the Palestinian. And why did Instagram do that? To discredit people on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. This is a coordinated, like the wool is being pulled off people's eyes. The magnitude of what's happening right now is only about to be discovered where people are slowly, they can't cover up the scam they're pulling on everyone. And now you're realizing that social media, the media, just like every tinfoil hat conspiracy theorist would say, like this shit is actually coming true. Like everyone owes them something, but the media, social media, the government, the news, every fucking thing you hear, see, are all complicit in this, and they are all stenographers to do one thing, and that's yeah. to make this happen to get rid of the problem of Palestine once and for all. And, um, you know, who's, who's like keeping score, you know, we'll figure it out later is insane because we're forced to watch it happen in real time and beg for it not to happen. And they're like, yeah. nah, man, I wish we could stop it. Here's well, you know, 10 the, billion the more. reverse of the fact that like we're being watched on social media and social media is being used to like censor people and get them fired and all this stuff. Here's a good reverse example, which is one that is exposing the Zionist genociders for what awful monsters they are. Have you all caught wind of Israeli TikTok? It's insane. <laughs> They're oh, mocking the people who are dead. Oh, my God. Dude, they are doing, like, full family, I guess it's brown face, where they are having, like, the parents and the three little kids paint on unibrows yeah. and pretend that they're wearing hijabs. And black out their teeth. And black out their teeth and, like, beg for water and, ha- like, come out of a doghouse like they're being punished. And they're all just laughing, like, the way that white families here do, like, little dances with their grandpas. Yeah. These motherfuckers are celebrating genocide They're the with their three-year-olds. Like, how do you get indoctrinated? This is how you get Yeah, this is cruel. This is yeah. cult. Like, I realized this week, I went, like, I, I can't understand. Like, I could in the beginning. I'm like, look, like, um, there's a comedian that we all know, and I'm not going to out her. I don't know how she feels right now at the very moment, but she told me this crazy story, like, months ago, and she said that when she was a kid... Her mom, when her mom put her to bed, actually, she did this on stage, actually, at a show in New York. And she was like, when my mom would put me to sleep when I was a kid, she'd go like, all right, good night. Oh, one more thing. Remember, the Holocaust happened and it could happen again. Good night. (laughs) And um, 
<laughs> you know, so when it, I swear my life, it's a real thing. Yeah, that's some PTSD. It's fucking bananas. Yeah, and yeah, you Latino, said, Latino families ago? are just like, La Llorona will get you if you don't stop yeah, crying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, Which I is so different than like, totally. yo, they're going to wipe out your whole family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw my first dead body at like seven, and I'm like, damn, yo, those Jewish kids have it hard. <laughs> they're really having to hear some shit. Jesus, right? I mean, so, okay, so she said that. And um, then when the shit went down on October 7th, next day, she was going, Amy Schumer vibes. And I was like, fuck, this is is my homie. I love her. Why is she going bonkers? You know, I get it. I'm outraged, too. I don't believe in violence. Straight the fuck up. And so um, I'm not, you know, it is what it is. Like, am I a rational person? I mean, we can talk about why that violence transpired and shit another time. However, she was just like really like flipping out. And, um, she said, um, some crazy stuff. And I was like, fuck, you're wild. You know, scorched earth shit. And then she came around very quickly, which was really weird. And she was like, you know what? All I'm going to say is I want to see his fire. And I was like, holy shit. Because, you know, a lot of people have not come around to that. In fact, they are rallying against a ceasefire while doing some, like, tepid, like, I feel so bad for all the people trapped by Hamas there. I guess we're going to have to kill them all. But keep the water away. Yeah, they're like, keep the water away. Keep the fuel and the food away. Yeah, and they're like, you know, I feel so bad for all of them. There's... But also conflating everybody in um, the Gaza Strip with uh, Hamas, which is like a minority, um, yeah. po- like a community policing group yeah. uh, with, a ra- with a radical mission statement. But uh, but they're, honestly, but- their charter did away with that. That's the other thing. Another fucking, like, you know how they go, look at the charter? Yeah, yeah look at it, actually. I'm curious. Yeah. We'll what po- does it say? <laughs> if you're listening, please look at it and email us. I'd love yeah. to know. Um, what it says right now and what it has said for the past few years. I'm interested. I'm not like a big Hamas guy, by the way. I hate Hamas. <laughs> I denounce them every morning when I wake up. I wake up, I go, I denounce Hamas. And I'm then, ambivalent. You know, I go to the Hamas rallies and then after that, I go to the, <laughs> then I go to the Israel rallies. I'm kind of like an oh, ideological tennis ball. Thank you for getting this shit back on track. So like Luisa, right? We're talking about I feel scared. And the premise of I feel scared is um, the overwhelming fear of and I mean genuinely like there's generational trauma surrounding the Holocaust I get it but you'd think you'd see it coming from like a zillion miles away when you were you're like people who were in the Holocaust ancestors are actually committing genocide at the moment like you think that they'd go like also we need other people who like we need another genocide to coincidentally happen right now I think we need to figure out this one genocide that's happening right now just because someone's saying free Palestine is it doesn't mean Holocaust 2.0 and that's what they're trying to equate by I feel scared yeah well with this idea of Pat well, to get back to a point earlier with like the river to the sea it's you know when uh, Palestine was first coming around and trying to be an independent place it's because it was under the rule of the British and you had Jewish and you had Muslim and Christian freedom fighters who were fighting against the British. So ultimately the IDF and Hamas should both attack the UK. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, no, you know, that is a very good point is that, um, I think it's actually something that gets glossed over, which is that, ultimately this is all Europe's fault. (laughs) Uh, Europe is bad. All of the colonial powers from Europe are our enemies. Um, what they did was perpetrate 
perpetrate or allow or fucking help perpetrate a genocide. And then the way that they solved it was to be like, now you can all leave this area and go somewhere. You're now exiled. So now you're not German. You're not Polish. You're not English. You're not whatever you were before. Ukrainian. Yeah, Ukrainian. Russian. Thank you. you. Exactly. So go be fucking Israeli. But all they did was like kick the can down the road and make it like go be a problem for someone else. But, you know, this isn't even my point because here's here's what I wanted to talk about. And like so you were saying like um, how how could it be that they don't see the same thing happening right now or that they mistake they mistake um, free Palestine to equal uh, genocide yeah, of the genocide. Jews yes. 2.0 and I think it's precisely because of what I the reason I want to bring up comics okay because yeah. there is this 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 like um, co-opting of personal experience by the public by public rhetoric and public narrative and public institutions in order to manipulate individuals into uh, co-signing some fucked up bullshit out of the fear of what may happen to them. And obviously, it's not foolproof because we all know Jewish friends who are out here fighting the good fight, getting arrested at the, at the Capitol, fucking being like, no, like, dude, literal Holocaust survivors are out here being like, this is wrong, we shouldn't do this. Like Gabor Mate. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> um, so it's not a thing that's not possible, right? But it is... Um, Something that we all, at every level, all humans in our society have to be aware of is happening to us, is operating on us, which is the dominant forces co-opting your personal experience and your personal traumas to force you into co-signing some fucking shit. And for Jewish people, I think it's clear what is happening, what has been manipulated and weaponized against others by reminding them of their trauma yeah. But if we look at comedians, because to me, they're like the, you know, they're my uh, Petri dish <laughs> where right. I like uh, think out all my, my processes here. But um, with comedians, what we're seeing in this situation is this very exact same thing where they are being both manipulated by their own experiences by others and also using their own experiences to manipulate others and so we have everything from like an amy schumer who's like grew up zionist rich being told israel is your right you deserve all of this there's going to be a second genocide always be be like weary on guard be on guard and then we have and so she is using and this, you know, I want to connect this also to Hassan Minaj, who yeah, yeah. is not a pro-Zionist person. But <laughs> um, the reason is because of this idea of, like, the comedian's real identity and what they've really been through versus what they say publicly and how those words can be used and what they mean and what power is behind them. And so it's crazy that this month we had, like, oh, my God, Hassan's a bad person because he may be, like... Uh, change some of the details in his stories to make something funny or more interesting. And they took it all the way to, he made up racism. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yet, we have, on the other side, 
We are just going to take Amy Schumer's word, let her post straight up genocidal propaganda, call for people to support her fucking relative Schumer. What is it? Speaker? No, he's not Schumer, speaker, yeah. chair. He's the, what is Cheddar. it? He's, he's, but he's the what? Uh, majority, whatever. Who gives a shit? He's a fucking powerful person. And she's out here like lobbying for the Imperium. <laughs> It's insane. Yeah. Selling. For the fucking, what's the Star Trek? The bad, uh, sorry, it's Star Wars. No, in Star Wars. The Evil Empire. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She's she's doing the bad guy's propaganda. All from this point of like, she can speak from her authentic experience. You get me? It's the same thing with Jenna Friedman, with all these. And then we have like... um, what do you call Pete Davidson? Did you guys catch the Pete yeah, Davidson yeah. thing on SNL? Yeah. Explain. So Pete Davidson, comedian, he's on SNL. For people who may not know, uh, when he was like eight years old, his dad died in 9-11. He was a firefighter that was killed in 9-11. This is the first way that I met Pete's family and everything. So as someone who like watched firefighters cry in my office and children hear the story of how their dad died for the first time ever because their mom never talked about it. You know, like, what I saw when Pete Davidson went on SNL, and it was, like, I guess the Saturday, the same Saturday, right? October 7th, yeah. He went on, and he did, I guess, like, the cold open, the intro, and he said some shit to the effect of, like... You know, it was the following Saturday. The following Saturday, okay. So he said some shit to the effect that was basically, like... I don't want to say monetizing, but like cashing in on his authentic status as the child of a person, of a victim of terrorism. He somehow is more authentic and more able to speak for everyone else and say, share the sentiment that everyone who was killed in Israel on October 7th, that's terrible. We regret the loss of life. All loss of life is bad. But it was this very, like, um, non-declarative sort of wishy-washy statement that was just like, oh, why can't we all get along? Which, in the end, still ended up being pro-Israel and discrediting any resistance towards the occupation of Palestine. Yep. And to me, all I saw was an eight-year-old boy being used... Yes. To push imperial propaganda. hundred fucking percent. And he maybe, it could have been his fucking idea, okay? It still is like, you. what the fuck did you know about what happened in 9-11? You were eight years old, motherfucker. Yeah. You don't know shit. You cannot speak for Palestinians. You cannot stand up for Israel. You do not know, like, um, using the tragedy of what happened to you and your family and many other families as some kind of springboard for, hey... Yay, go Israel. Yeah. It's disgusting. Yeah, it's wild. And so this is what I mean. There's this constant negotiation going on of like, what is a comedian and a performer's like real life and real opinions and what gives them cachet to speak about certain things versus what is so, not good enough for them to talk well, about. Well, I was... This made and me how think, come the white people can do it more? Th- this made <laughs> me think very quickly about like any time that we want to have prison reform or we want to have... Um, any sort of defunding of the police. And when I use that word, any, any sort of regulation mm-hmm. on the police, um, the tough on crime politician always wins because they can wheel out one victim of 
an outlier crime. And they're like, well, because, you know, because we took the police from 10 walking the beat in this neighborhood to one. My grandmother was brutally beaten, dragged up five flights of stairs in a tenement, then thrown off the building naked. And so for that reason, we need to have police in uh, exactly. tanks rolling through the neighborhood. And that one personal interest story um, trumps the system that puts uh, more people in prison uh, in our country than in any other country in the world. So like, because we don't look at numbers and we can't think yeah. in magnitude, we always think in personal lived experience Yeah. or like that, the, the personal story. And so that I think is, I think to the, to the point of like Pete being on stage and that tugging on our heartstrings, it is, it is the government like wheeling out the one victim Absolutely. to advocate for victims' rights as for though victims of terrorists as like perfect yeah. angels. Yeah. And as though the victim is somehow um, not t tied to the 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 aggressor, like the like, context of what created the situation. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Like we talk about terrorism like it happens in a vacuum. Like I'm not like a big terrorism guy. I'm, I don't know <laughs> I'm a big terrorism yeah. guy. <laughs> uh, famously dedicated yeah. my life to not building a, a whole not memorial. Even like a fan, yeah. I don't know if you found if you read my my, my mission Manifesto. statement <laughs> on the on the inside jacket of my uh, comedy album. <laughs> I hate terror, but I love horror. You know, horror's fun. Terror, not so great. Yeah. Um, well. So, but um, I just feel like the way we are taught, we've been classically conditioned to even use that term. I'm always like, mm, terrorist, well, huh? I think why I, isn't it just like an erratic, psychotic school shooter or whatever? What's the difference between like a school shooter and a terrorist? They both terrorize people. The concept is terrifying. So what a terrorist is is being deemed and pontificated by some fucking person who labels someone as a terrorist. Well, For example, like Nelson Mandela, of all people, was known as a terrorist. And I just think it's such a fucking interesting con concept. Look, I'm an, I'm an academic of the Internet, and I saw a tweet <laughs> uh, that I'm going to paraphrase now, and it brought up that the, the term terrorist uh, started being used in political circles, uh, you know, in the 60s and in the 50s as a reaction to post-colonial struggles. So basically anytime a colonial uh, group that's oppressed, that was an occupied people, fought back, the term terrorist, that's where it gets used. Because when the state goes in, wipes out a village, when the United States in Vietnam goes and destroys a village to save it, it's not an act of terrorism. But when, uh, if, a, if the Viet Cong throw a grenade into a bar full of GIs, that's, that's an act terrorism. of terrorism. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. So I do love the new gambit, by the way, um, from like Israel Hawks right now is um, it's just they're so they have such dark humor. Um, they're the worst people, but their humor is so psychotic, like where the new thing is save Gaza from Hamas. Which is so just so ruthless because <laughs> well that is save the village like, by exactly. destroying the village exactly yeah. so in Vietnam they would just blanket bomb with napalm and right now they're just using white phosphorus which is like updated napalm 
So it's just the parallels are insane because Vietnam was incredibly unpopular here. And it was this very thing, a geopolitical scam that the United States was engaged in to fatten random people's pockets up and just put everyone at fuck in danger and fucking kill shit tons of innocent people and incinerate people. And then when everyone's like, hey, man, we're not fucking cool with this. What the fuck? And then they would go like, that's right. Everyone loves it. And you're like, no, we don't. We're all protesting against it. And then they're like, all right, let's shoot some kids at Kent State. Because what we're going to do is discourage protesting. And right now, the way is through psychological warfare. Like, you go to a protest, then supposedly you are pro-Hamas. And that's what is now the petitions are... These pro-Hamas protesters are making me feel unsafe on campus. And it leads to the funniest thing that I got to tell you. In my parents' thread for bedside, it's 851 So not your people. parents, but in the thread where yeah, you yeah, are yeah, a parent. Like, your oh, parents as a parent, as yeah. a parent in Bed-Stuy, right, in Brooklyn, the one sacred space is this parents' thread. 851 people. There are zillionaires on there, and there are like people who are like a dollar away from the street. And everyone's united goal is to share things, give away things for free. Communal shit. It's like yeah, the yeah. only thing I get to have that's social in every aspect. Like, you meet people potentially on there, all this shit. Allow and me a quick communist plug as the anthropologist um, on the show and um, just say the only, there are very few things that are human nature, but communism is human nature. Fucking, I know. And actually, everything around us works against that instinct to share and take care of each other. To share and take but care anyway, of each other. But anyway, continue. So and this group, give you're people trying. things according to their needs. Yeah, what the fuck? Exactly. And so the weirdest thing is that was that. That was this unfucking. And sometimes people would try and be like prickish about things. I was selling this thing, but it's only like 10 bucks less than when it was new. I'm like, okay, you're dumb. But for the most part, everyone is doing kind favors for each other. And it doesn't matter who the fuck you are. So I gave these really expensive things to this one person on the thread and she wrote a thing on the thread on October 8th that was fundraising for her cousin's IDF troop while they were blanket bombing <laughs> innocent children and Not funny, I nearly fucking <laughs> I nearly ripped my own fucking head off and I was like this she, is she's insane. like all the this IDF is so ruthless <laughs> the IDF snipers need lipstick but you know, she, I swear but my you know life. even if you continue okay I don't want any of us to get fired at all but I don't know a single person whose job did not send out like an unqualified we support Israel. Every job. Wait, every single one of us sent money to Israel if we paid taxes. That's if what I taxes. said that on the thread. Yeah, exactly. I said that on the thread. I go, hey, this is a very, very bad taste on a thread yeah. that celebrates children while children are being incinerated. Innocent children are yeah. being bombed and incinerated right now. And you're it, like, let's find very one more soldier time. to go over there. Yeah, I go, we do not want to rally around a war machine and donate money to a war machine that we're already funding with all of our taxes. Amanda also like chimed in with this. And um, then I was like, I really would love to err on the side of humanity on this thread. I think we're here to actually communally do what's right for the next generation and for our children. That's what connects us is our humanity. And then this became like a weird fucking back and forth where 
she was like, I don't feel safe on this thread that nobody donated to my cousin's IDF thing. I don't feel, I feel safe. safe. And she goes, That's what you should call this episode. She said, she, we don't I don't safe. feel safe. Yeah. And then she seriously fucking said that she, she contacted other friends and they said, this is like anti-Semitism that no one donated to this IDF fundraiser thing. Then we had a whole back and forth with all these people on the thread being like, hey, could we have a moderator? We just want to get free clothes. We have no clothes for our kid, you know? And I'm like, please, can we not talk about this here? This is my only safe space. Anyway, her little pal today, right when you guys were coming here, you were five minutes away, he wrote, I am posting a... Uh, uh, what do you call them, thing that you sign, a petition, a petition from the ADL that is about needing to have like some sort of legislation for protests at universities and colleges because there is a rise in anti-Semitism at universities and colleges and they want the government to do something about it. And I just yeah. wrote, you're damn right, my man. I have friends who have had anti-Semitic things happen to them. They're in an organization called Jewish Voice for Peace. And I am with you. Like, we really should support Jewish Voice for Peace directly. Yes, here's the Jew Jewish <laughs> Voice for Peace pro-Palestine rally flyer. <laughs> I literally said yeah. this because Amanda was yeah. fighting me. You guys were on the way here. And she was like, don't you fucking type anything back to this guy. Don't you fucking type anything back to this guy. I go, I need you. I need you. She goes. He's throwing anti-Semitism around here. I go, I actually, not a fucking single person I know is anti-Semitic. And I, we were all at the protest with Jews. And so I was Dude, like, bitch, stop it. We're like, Can I we're say? We're friends with Jews. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Look, some of my very best friends. We're are we, are <laughs> we are in the comedy community in New York City. Yeah. Well, but that's what's really crazy is that, um, oh, how to say this, like. Not to be a coastal elitist weirdo, but the majority of our country probably doesn't even know fucking Jewish people. Yeah, no, okay. I'm Meanwhile, in New York, we are in an environment where we know so many Jewish people that that means we actually know that they're not a monolith. Not at all. We know that there are a bunch of really awesome ones who are like, dude, just amongst comedians and, and like podcasters, people that we know, there's a, a Jess Solomon, who's a former like human rights lawyer. Mm -hmm. There's a... Who uh, used to work in Geneva. Yeah. At, uh, so. uh, and was a lawyer for war crimes. Yeah, right? exactly. So she there's, knows about this stuff. Yeah. Uh, Marsha Belsky got arrested yep. at the Capitol this week. Did you see? No. She Why was, didn't see that? She was part of the people doing the sit-in at the Capitol demanding a ceasefire, and Bernie and all of them had everybody fucking arrested outside of their offices. Marsha got arrested. Um, Freddie Goldstein. Katie Helper. Freddie. Freddie G. And yeah. that's where I learned Freddie the G. term. That's where, yeah. yeah. Shout they're, out. They're calling yeah. him anti-Semitic, yeah. and I'm like, dude, what are Have you... Have you seen this guy? <laughs> Literally. But he's like, I'm a Jew. I'm not, I'm not awesome. with this program. Yeah. No, it's awesome. There's a lot of them. And so that's what I mean. So like John Marco posting fun stuff yeah, too, where he's just like, people are coming for him so hard. But this is what's crazy is we simultaneously know enough Jewish people to know that they're not a monolith, that they're of not course. all Zionists and that, that a bunch of them are really great, intelligent people who are risking a lot. And also because we actually know Jewish people and work with them in our real life, 
every time we go to these protests or we post anything, we are actually risking real relationships, real yeah, fucking jobs, real things. It's not like Jewish people are not an imaginary concept. Palestine is not a faraway imagined place. Like, can I tell you guys something? I went, so I went to see my pill doctor, right, for my depression. Yeah. So you gotta, you gotta check in once in a while, right? And then they're like, how's everything going? Do you need like more, less? What's going on? Of course. And I'm like, depression's fine, under control, everything's good. And she's like, how's the anxiety? And I was like, well, this week, it's pretty bad, you know? And she's like, what's going on this week? Fucking almost my jaw hit the floor, right? And I was like, what do you, what? Uh, <laughs> thousands of children are being murdered. This is happening. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, uh, Palestinian children are dying. And she looks at me and she's like a white lady, right? My therapist is a brown lady, but my pillow doctor is a white lady. Of course, that works, right? Uh, so she goes, Oh, I'm sorry. Do you have family in Palestine? And I was like, What? <laughs> No, yeah. but what the fuck makes you think that this is not our business? It's crazy. Like, Do you You're not care? You're confirming so much shit for me right now. Yeah, I almost fucking jumped through the screen at her, and then I was like, <laughs> okay, like I took a deep breath, and I like tried to think because you know they're always like leftists are always shutting people out. We're always oh, so course, condescending. We're fed yeah, up. exactly. So I was like, take a deep breath. How do I get her to understand where I'm coming from? And I just looked at her, and I was like. Okay, well, our tax dollars are all going to these bombs to kill children. And I don't think that's acceptable when no one I know has health care. <laughs> when I got to pay for these yeah, pills? Yeah. Hey, when I gotta, exactly. When I'm like, I got to pay so much for these pills. And then she was like, oh, yeah, no, you're right. So it's like the fact that so many American people, they can't even fathom uh, far away brown people as like real people yeah. unless you can formulate for them a reason that they should care. Yeah, you go like you has been the most stunning thing it's to be reminded absolutely of Absolutely fucking insane. You're right. Yeah. It shattered so many realities for me, but what you're talking about is so fucking true. The callousness, it's a spectrum. Like yeah. the people who are doing TikTok videos being like, I'm starving, LOL. And, and or, it's on TikTok. Or have and you it's seen like the, joking uh, about actual genocide. Have you seen the white lady post of like um take care of yourself? Take a break from social media. Don't look at all these videos of babies dying because, you know, you just, nobody can handle all this. You need to take a break. Yeah. I was like, oh, again, again, your feelings more important than literal babies. But being they're doing that. No lie. Trying to be, turn people into callous monsters. Yeah. That is a psyop. There is, we are now seeing like the wolf, like from the sheep's clothing and the reality is mind-bending this has implications that is horrifying everyone and i want everyone to wake the fuck up well because this shit is holy fuck to me like um it uh when you bring this up like i saw a lot of people mostly um and and it felt very zionist slanted where it was like hey make sure your kids aren't watching social media this week because they're going to see a bunch of upsetting violence. Oh yeah. But it's well they're you mean they're going to see the violence Reality. that is being um imposed upon Gaza by uh <laughs> by the IDF. And it also reminds me though of during the BLM marches 
initially people were putting big black squares up and those those squares right. I also think of as a psyop because seeing vivid images of crowds of people Holy advocating shit. for police reform, advocating for and humanizing uh, the dead young black men that yeah. were shot. Um, that that is more impactful than putting up a black square. So the black square I thought of is actually muting and it, it was a reactionary thing to shut down and mute um, real uh, BLM, the real message. And so to tell people today to like not pay attention yeah. to these things. And I have a hard time because, A, I, I don't want to post um, atrocities on my feed. It's hard. And I, I wanna, yeah, I'd yeah. rather post infographics or like yeah. uh, images of living journalists who have since then been evaporated by bombs because like uh, like every all the 27 journalists, I think that number is yeah. fuzzy no. math. But let's say 27 journalists have been killed, including American journalists and, their families. and then entire families have been wiped out. And I can and that is you, I can just put the words up. You don't need to see. The, the actual okay. traumatized okay. bodies. But, but, as, uh, but as the but, child of darkness here, right. <laughs> representing the I'm children of, of darkness, <laughs> I'm a child of darkness, and <laughs> I'm not going to go so far as to be pro-Hamas on here because I know what country I live in, but um, the... Wait, what was it you just said? Uh, I don't post it. Like he doesn't post oh, a carnage. Okay. So I have posted carnage. Same. And yeah, you guys are carnage I'd boys. No. Carnage. And, and here's the thing. I don't feel good about it. Like, yeah. I don't think, Same. wow, this is so cool. People are going to love it. Okay. I don't love it looking at it. But after we went through days of propaganda that fucking Zionists are still repeating about women being raped and babies being beheaded, forty babies that we never, which is a holy number, that's a symbolic number. Of. Nobody so ever will. So you're telling me in 2023, when everybody has a fucking cell phone and even people inside of Gaza who don't have fucking anything can get a video out of what's happening to them? There's not one video exactly of anything that supposedly. Well, Biden saw it, but he saw it, but then. Oops, did I didn't. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's weird. Like, but the damage was done. You the damage know was already done. Shit. It was done. Exactly. So to me, Sia. I am purposely posting yes. this carnage for every one of my American friends and followers who maybe isn't seeing this shit. They're not. And who's not because CNN's not fucking showing it. No one will show No NPR's not talking about, like, none of the fucking mainstream things are talking. And I'm like, yo, you are going to lose your mind over made-up, beheaded babies, and you're going to refuse to look at 100%. literal babies being pulled out of rubble? It's disgusting. And I there, can't handle it. There's reports, too, uh, coming out from uh, survivors of the, the dance, the, the rave, yeah, and some of them were like, "Oh, the Hamas guys were like, nice. uh, tr cool. not, yeah, they were, yeah. they were trying to like got, uh, talk I calm like us down, too. <laughs> like they weren't there to kill them." And then when the IDF showed up, they They're just lit. got murdered not. in the crossfire. Yeah, and and if this case is that like, uh, then there's the ideas of like grandmas being like gang raped until their pelvises break, which is insane, like uh, dark poetry. And then we get, but then you have a grandma coming, erupt, coming, emerging from the cave, high, like shaking them. the hand of uh, the Hamas guy and then being like, he gave me cucumbers. Yes, yeah. literally. And so like, I'm just, I mean, the games that they've played, you know, the AI uh, protest photos, yeah. everything, the whole cumulative effect of it, you find out they're pressuring Al Jazeera through Cutter being like, tone it down. 
literally saying tone down like how you report on this. The actual Israeli officials saying if the media was objective, it'd rule in favor of Hamas. Who yeah. the fuck says that? Well, they and also, so it's um, like insane to me. They They're shut lying down, to everyone. They shut down all foreign um, press. Press in Israel. They, as Gabe was saying, they've targeted all the journalists in there. In the, They're killing yeah, them one by the one. The whole reason like to keep killers. fuel out of there is so that all generators run out That's and right. that they're not able to communicate. They're trying to it's create a, a media blackout. blackout. Yeah. yeah. And then they're accusing Hamas of doing a media yeah. blackout. That's can a new I, propaganda. Can I tell you, there. I have seen yeah. unreasonably hot headed uh, Arabs. And uh, this happened uh, at the... Can I just right tell you? Go. No, this is where I saw it. Okay, we oh. were in Bay Ridge <laughs> <laughs> at the peaceful pro-Palestine march. And Pause, I saw... which the cops fucked up by the end. But and I, end, and yeah. I didn't see that. I wasn't there for that. Uh, all I can report upon we were all there, is walking away from, from it to go to the subway with mm-hmm. Louisa. And uh, I saw a nice, young, very attractive couple, both wearing keffiyehs. Oh, my God. I know what this and is. The, and the young Arab woman was uh, yelling at her boyfriend uh, on the street <laughs> because he had been swiping on her friends on Tinder. <laughs> so I got to tell you the true ter- the true agent provocateurs in this whole thing that are going to disrupt the movement are fuck boys. Oh my, oh god. my god. So if you want to be good if you want to be down with the movement, you have to abstain for a couple weeks at least from swiping on your partner's friends. Oh my god! Mandel. What? We're gonna cut this part out. I'm a, I'm the producer now. <laughs> we're in the middle. I'm like this. We're is in the middle of talking about it. Gabe seem like a fuckboy. I'm like worried that I wanted to support Hamas, but now I'm more worried that Gabe wants to be pro fuckboy in public. What is happening? No, I'm telling here? you. Yeah. No one on this podcast supports Hamas or fuckboys. Uh, look, I, it's not that I do support Hamas. Yeah, I know. But I no, I'm gonna say it because uh I really like not to be like as an anthropologist. <laughs> but I do think that it's something that maybe Americans need to think about a little bit. hundred percent. Because um our dumb fucking country was founded on the idea of resisting the government that owned us for questionable reasons. We're not even gonna get into that. But the whole country was like, we were terrorists to the British government. You understand what I mean? Like, we were fucking, fucking their shit up. And they didn't like it. And that's why there was a whole fucking war. And for us to now turn around and be like, anyone who is struggling for freedom, we can't see that as like a valid... Yeah, it's not about even Hamas, right? It's about every single nation. Like, why did they hate Haiti so much? Because it was a slave uprising. And, And here's the thing. As people who are not them, we don't have a right to tell them what leadership they should or should not, should not exactly. choose. All resistance is valid resistance. And yep. that is what people who claim to be progressive don't want to accept. Uh, to quote uh, Franz Fanon, uh, decoloni- decolonization is a violent process. It is impossible to undo colonialization without violence. And it's very easy for progressives to verbally be behind decolonizing the world when they think it's about writing papers and like having a little flag on your Twitter account. I really think a strong petition would help. <laughs> well, let me ask you guys a question, actually. Yeah. Do I was presented with this question? Do you concentration camp guards have the right 
to vengeance on the inmates in the concentration camp. We what? Why would they need vengeance? Exactly. What do concentration camps? Exactly. Why do concentration oh, camp right. guards? This is a tricky. It's a tricky question. question. Do concentration no, it's not camp tricky, guards? But you're tricking me into showing everybody that Israel is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see no, what you did there, okay. Samir. I see no, no, what you no. Did this there. is what someone said. This is yeah. what someone said. They were like, "Yo, do concentration camp guards have the right to revenge? Yeah. And do concentration camp inmates?" Have the right to freedom. Yeah. I wonder what the fucking answer to those questions are sometimes. Well, because it just depends on what side of the fucking media, industrial, yeah. like, I mean, like yeah, whatever you'll be topics told, you are. You will be told a different thing, but I don't think it's. Difficult. I think we need to it's think about humanity. Cut. We are all human beings. We all deserve freedom and liberation every fucking day. And until everyone is free, we are all oppressed because we are all complicit. In their fucking... Um, I agree with you, Samir, but then where do we put the people who are volunteering to go serve the IDF and putting up TikToks mocking the people who are being bombed to death with their entire families? They're in a cult, and, and they la- they're lacking humanity right yeah. now, and it's the only explanation is cultishness, because, like, cult... Shit, right? We watch Netflix documentaries that expose cults. You go, how you did what now? You could do, you could excuse what now? And you realize like it's mind control. It's a it's a way that people no longer have like their own thinking. How can people who I thought were about liberal politics excuse the murder of toddlers? Well, if you know anything about me. You know I'm against tradition of every kind. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, I did actually want to tell you guys uh, one more comedian uh, saga of this. This, yeah. Uh, what a fortnight, I guess. Sure, it was a fortnight. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sarah Silverman. Yes. Now let's talk about the, our the beloved Sarah, Sarah Silverman, which I gotta say, like, hurts me personally. Like, since we're talking about how my feelings are more important than actual children dying. <laughs> um, as a borderline Gen X millennial, a zennial, if you will. Yes, I am. Um, Sarah was amongst, like, uh, I hesitate to use the word hero, you know, but one of my early, like, shaped my humor, shaped my, like, even my um, understanding of femininity, because she was, like, one of the first comics that was, like, I can fart and I can make jokes about dicks and I can do whatever and I'm still likable and attractive and you right. know and it's like she I guess occupied an important space in my development and it's that whole thing of like ah oh, it's the 27 club is kind of good because they die before they get old <laughs> and they can really fuck shit up like I don't want to hear Kurt Cobain now supporting Israel yeah what if, oh, what if Kurt Cobain yeah. turned into like oh, mega So that's how I feel about Sarah Silverman. I swear to God. You're so right about the Kurt Cobain thing had my heart hurt. Yeah, dude. And so Sarah, imagine. So this is, again, to go back to like this, like authenticity of experience and what that means you can say versus the power of your words. And like when people can pretend that they were just just kidding. And when it's like actually very powerful and you're being disingenuous 
And Sarah Silverman did something like that this week, which was um, she posted on her Instagram stories something that she shared from somebody else's stories. But it was a straight up genocidal fucking call, call to murder children. That was something to the effect of like, why is anybody even asking what's going on with Palestinians? They shouldn't have water or like continue the, the keeping the blockade of water and aid and everything to them. And... Obviously, people on Twitter, like, screen grabbed it, and people were sharing it, and they're like, this fucking crazy bitch, she's calling for genocide. <laughs> Literally, oh yeah. yeah. like, what? So everybody, like, <laughs> flips out on her. And then Marsha Belsky, who we mentioned earlier, New York City comedian, um, she is also Jewish, if it matters to the story. <laughs> and Marsha, quote, tweets, not Sarah Silverman, but one of those accounts that was, like, Sarah, Sa- Sarah Silverman's being genocidal, Right. So, so Marsha quote tweets it and she doesn't attack Sarah. She doesn't like make fun of her. She just basically defines genocide and she's like depriving children of water. Yeah. It's genocide. <laughs> exactly. She's like depriving children of water and aid and food is genocide according to the bylaws or whatever, blah, blah, blah. The whole thing. Sarah Silverman, who I guess searches her own name because remember this is not a quote tweet of hers this is a screen grab of her instagram that some troll account posted that then marcia retweeted sarah replies from her own instagram to marcia not to the original post so she doesn't like argue with the fact that she posted some genocidal shit she just sees a comedian a young comedian up-and-coming comedian disagrees with her so she replies to Marsha and she says, LOL, you're right. I posted this from someone else when I was high. <laughs> and then I realized it and I took it down, period. And then the last sentence was, NASA gave Sally Ryder 100 tampons. Sally Strong, is that her name? I'm Sally like, Ryder, that's I don't know, it. Fucking yeah. Whatever. So I'm like a terrible feminist. So. That's the thing. So she replies to this, and now everybody on Twitter starts dunking on Sarah Silverman yep. because they're like, oh, you know, you know how we all get high and get genocidal. You know when you smoke that one loud and you're strained. You know that one strain. You a 0.01% chance, but it sounds good. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know that yeah. one strain that makes you want to bomb babies. <laughs> so everybody's like dunking on her for her response to Marsha, and some people are making fun of her for the last sentence and they are like clearly not getting what that reference is yeah because because you need to refresh my memory what the, that the, reference the, is the tampons and sally ride why right. is it important that sarah put that in there thank you gabe the reason that that's important is because marcia belsky is a musical comedian she writes songs that she performs and she puts out videos and one of her most popular songs and videos that has gone viral and such is this song about the first woman astronaut that went to the moon or wherever the fuck. And when they yes. were going to send her somewhere, NASA, because they don't understand women, was like, you're going to be gone for two weeks. You need like 100 tampons? Is that what you need? <laughs> so Marsha made a very funny song about how basically like men can figure out how to go to the moon, but they don't understand menstruation. <laughs> right? right, exactly. And it's very funny. And so... What Sarah Silverman was doing by quoting it back to Marsha was saying, hey, look at me. I'm a nice guy. 
I know that you probably look up to me and exactly. I am important in your field and I'm not an asshole. I know who you are and I know your work. Aren't I fucking grounded and down to earth and in touch with my fellow young woman Jewish comedians who do music just like me? Oh my God. That is the implicit message of 100%. what she did. 100%. And the fact that only other comedians who know Marsha's work picked up on that is also a message that reverberates to all other comedians. Like, oh, she's showing you love. She's showing you love. You got, oh, you stood up to her and she was kind, you know, about it. And it was such a way to be like simultaneously in one tweet. Ha ha ha. My words don't matter because I was just high when I was calling for genocide. But also, I know that you care about my opinion and my opinion matters in your world. So just want to let you know I think it's you're so great. Fucking Don't weird. keep pushing back on me. It's like one It's foot. almost a threat. It is. It is. It's like I know who you are Absolutely. and if you challenge me then like you're not going to get on like the exactly. stage as I am, Don't you want me to still think your song was good? Of course it was a fucking threat. It was like yeah. don't slam dunk on me because I'm a fucking maniac but her and Amy Schumer are so unhinged and like unhinged. this is something that really boggles my mind right? Like um, they can excuse their unhingedness for like generational inherited trauma, but like it's not cool when there's a genocide going on. Totally. Like there are people actually dying. Because so again, like, it's feelings over reality. Hundred fucking percent. Well, that's why I wanted to talk for the end. Our last segment on uh, Hassan Minaj and this roller coaster of uh, perception. Yes. On like. Speak um, on it. Well, well. So you know, initially, I didn't a I didn't listen. I didn't read the articles when they came out about how he was fraudulent. That was the wh- that was the implicit thing. And then comics started dunking on him for lying about things. Sure did. And my big defense is that our job as artists is to always lie. Uh, <laughs> so I don't believe I'm not in the truth. <laughs> yeah, dude, I know. A hundred percent. You guys don't really. Samira needs to wear 32 SPF banana bow to be in the sun because he is he is more transparent than Freddie Freddie Goldstein. Literally. So in fact, Shout out Freddie G. Yeah, we you love know, you, Freddie. Well, no, but, but don't, so to this point, like, okay, I didn't know exactly what was going on, and then uh, they made it sound like, well, his lies were not just creative embellishments to help amplify the story but they were lies at a core of his identity where he was weaponizing um, his identity. This was the, this was the, the no, that's literally what they did. So, like he played the race card for his own aggrandizement. So, so it's like yep. a Brown, and aggra- they're, they're saying a Brown immigrant uh, Muslim man is somehow playing the race card. And the implicit thing about this is that, Hey, there actually is no racism towards Brown people. And he is finding a way to capitalize off of making it, yeah. uh, making a mountain out of a molehill. Yeah. And then the other uh, part, stories were, um, that his, uh, he was like somehow insensitive to a woman who he was going to go to prom with, uh, by talking about how her family didn't want her to go with him because he was Muslim and Brown. So that is the story. And they made it sound like these were not true. Like he made her up or he is insensitively like, um, making a victim out of this woman who he never named. So, that w- and but then today a video comes out where he's got the screenshots of their conversations and how she knew all about his story and co-signed him telling it the way that he did and also um 
interviews that he had recorded, which everybody should do whenever you're in front of the press. He recorded all of the story, all of the um, conversations oh, yeah. he was having yeah. with uh, the journalists who yeah. already had premeditated the story that they wanted to tell and refused to add his later um, testimony, right? His later evidence that would have undermined yeah. the, uh, the thrust of their story. So this kind of, I think, relates to everything we're talking about with uh, the um, Palestine, like free Palestine versus the IDF, like bombing them into oblivion, because we're getting the narrative that... Uh, the U.S. and Israel wants us to get. Yep. Yeah. And as opposed to the authentic narrative. So, like, I, we can say everyone knits picks <laughs> or picks knits over, like, well, was the hospital bombed by Hamas or was the hospital bombed by Palis by the IDF? When, like, the a joke online that is so great is, like, um, Okay, I get, it's blood libel to say that they uh, bombed the 16th hospital, but the yeah. other 15 before that, cool, right? yeah. we can co-sign. <laughs> the wildest shit, because yeah. they're still obsessed with that till this day. They go like, we did not do that. Okay, so that was a thing that brought them out of the woodwork to me. They were like, you're sp spreading dangerous hate. And I said... What dangerous hit am I spreading? They were like, not to pinpoint. They did not like blow up that hospital. I go like, bitch, they blew that. Dude, not shit to pinpoint the fuck up. one particular thing that Israel is doing as being more Nazi than other things that they're doing, but the gaslighting. Well, the propaganda, like yes. the. Um, I mean, I don't know if you guys have seen this. Have you seen the Taylor Swift thing? No. Oh, tell. This is a uh, great so, final. So the thing is, if you're following Israel on social media. Dude, what a time to have a war, <laughs> like <laughs> having social media where the literal genocidal occupying force has a social media team that just their job is to just like tweet memes and tweet at celebrities. And their agents may maybe in CAA as yeah, well. Yeah, it's like fucking crazy. And so they are tweeting like, no lie, like 20, 2010 memes and shit, like fucked up shit. So... This week, the Israel's official account tweeted a picture of Isra of uh, Taylor Swift with this guy, right? With like a white guy standing in front of her. And then right next to the picture of Taylor Swift with the white guy is the same white guy in full IDF uniform. Okay. No way. So Israel says, uh, even this guy who served as um, Taylor Swift's personal security guard has chosen to leave his post to return to Israel to defend the homeland. And then, funny enough, following just what we talked about Sarah Silverman, they close the tweet with a, um, I think the, I'm not a Swifty, sorry, but the quote I think is, um, you'll never find another one like him, which I think is a quote, I believe is a quote from one of her songs directly, right? So... In this tweet, I saw it because a sociologist shared it and then was like, let's break down how propaganda works. Okay? Oh, fucking God. And this was an example of what they call transference in propaganda, which is when they, uh, the propagandist tries to build support for their cause by transferring support from another figure that is already popular with a like gray area sort of like misdirect. Right. Yeah. So in this tweet, what we see is like the implication is Taylor Swift's personal bodyguard left her 
his post taking care of her to go take care of Israel. And then what we actually find out when this person breaks it down is that this guy actually works security at a venue in which Taylor Swift's Eras tour made a stop. So the picture is because in the back in backstage the staff would be like, can I get a picture with you? So the security guard got a picture with Taylor Swift. And he is an Israeli citizen who served in the IDF. So Israel purposely presented this as like her personal as like, bodyguard. Yeah. This is her Kevin Costner yes. in, in the bodyguard. And being oh like, if we incredible. love Taylor Swift, these dorks are he fucking loves Taylor so Swift. He loves Israel. You gotta love Israel too. So yeah. then, so A we to B have, to C. Exactly. And then we have just like Sarah Silverman. We close with the personal reference to her material, which is really a call to Swifties to then personally identify with this Israeli account. It's insane. As like, oh, they also love Taylor and Swift, that's just like, like me. Sarah Silverman's move was was like, I'm like you guys. I'm just like who you. Love Marcia. I get high. I love Marsha. I post things that are crazy sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And we pod things that are crazy sometimes. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening yeah, to another yeah, episode of forever. Halal Cartels. Yo, thank with, you so much, Louise. It was such a pleasure to have you. Thank you, you for this having episode. me. Love to talk halal cartels. Well, it appears we cut out at the end there. Uh, our recorder ran out of batteries, but I'm back. Uh, this is Gabe Pacheco. You can follow me at GabePack1. You can follow Samir at SamirMon. And you can follow our guest this week from the Why You Mad podcast, Luisa Diaz at Luisa D's Nuts, L-U-I-S-A-D-I-E-Z-N-U-T-S. And uh, we'll be back with another episode next week. Thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed what you heard, uh, leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you can do that. Uh, we also have a Patreon. And uh, you can come to Funhouse Comedy, which is every Wednesday at 10 p.m. at Pete's Candy Store in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. And there is no cover. So join us next Wednesday. Uh, we love you. And uh, we're, we're here for peace. We're here for justice. We're here for equality. Free Palestine. All right, and now, guiding us out of this episode, the smooth sounds of Serene Patel, a.k.a. Brown Privilege. Privilege.